0: Free Kicks is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. <coughs> a lot of anchors do that. <coughs> 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 yeah, it's a thing. <coughs> Are you ready? Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. That Let's do good, it again. What? That was good. Now we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, get, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent. I'm Mark Vernon from the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive. Join me on the Island of Radio Misfits holiday special. Coming this holiday season to opishows.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an opi show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free, Free Kicks, Kicks. With Illinois Youth
1: Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper.
0: Hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Free Kicks, and this is a special one because uh, it's dark outside as we record this. <laughs> That's we usually right. record on Tuesday mornings, and Adam has gone off script. Yeah, and uh, now we're doing it on a Monday night. Great. So and and we'll get into why you have to do it tonight because right, Mister sure. World Traveler is going somewhere else, and we'll uh, we'll discuss that uh, in just a bit. Um, but of course, lots of stuff going on. Um,
1: we're heading into the season they call the. The Christmas break. Well, it's like the Christmas festival, really, of of season. Of oh, I thought games. there was
0: like some cool name that they called it with all those games, like the Christmas fixtures.
1: Yeah, Christmas fixtures. Yeah, okay. that's true. Christmas yeah. fixtures. <laughs> that's right. You're so jaded. <laughs> I know. I'm so American. <laughs> you don't have the
0: uh, the the new love of it that I do because I'm like a you know I'm like a ten year old because I'm just starting <laughs> to become a fan. That's right. Um, but uh, we do have a lot of stuff to talk about, yeah. so let's find out what's happening on the pitch.
1: Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch?
0: So as we record this, uh, we're looking at the end of December of 2019. And this has been, I think it's fair to say, a pretty surprising Premier League season so far. Wouldn't you say? Definitely. Definitely. In your mind, uh, as we look at the table, I I was just looking at it today. um, What are the biggest surprises to you?
1: Well, when I look at it, I mean, obviously Leicester City being in second place right now. Yeah. You know, 39 points, 17 games. You know, they're they're the closest to Liverpool. Now, we knew that Liverpool was going to be good, but we didn't expect them to be 14 points ahead of Manchester City at this point. That's been the biggest
0: shock. So the bigger surprise is Man City as opposed to Liverpool.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. Because we knew that those two teams were on a little bit of an island. Everybody else was kind of playing catch-up. But the fact that Man City hasn't really gotten to that point yet where they are with Liverpool was, has been the most surprising. And so that's kind of left, you know, with Guardiola. There's a lot of speculation. You yeah. may have heard about it. about maybe his, this might be in his last years, getting a bit bored with everything. Right. Um Now they have the... uh, I hear
0: lots of denials coming from him. Right, right, exactly. But, of of course, they always deny. Yeah. (laughs) Until the very last second. Because you're an idiot if you don't deny
1: it. That's true. That's true. And there was an interview he did when he accidentally said Bayern when he was talking about his Uh team. Uh Accidentally. Uh Not uh, that he's going to go back to hmm. Bayern, but I think he's... You could maybe... There's maybe a Freudian slip there. Maybe the fact that he's thinking elsewhere. He's thinking of something. He's already thinking of his next next journey his next is that job still open the byron job i believe so huh (laughs) so maybe it wasn't a slip exact maybe it was an exact slip (laughs) (laughs) i don't think he's going to go back no i don't think so. i think he'll go somewhere else wherever it may be he might go back to spain he might go maybe italy who knows you know whatever it is but um we'll find out i mean he's still got a good team he's still got the champions league i know we'll talk about that later but he's got he's got a lot of things going on
0: so right now as we sit here uh as you mentioned they're 14 points back um in their last five games they've lost a game they've Mm -hmm. they've had a draw but in the the most recent game they just played they absolutely (laughs)
1: crushed their opponent I Tell you when they're on form, though, they're pretty good to watch. Oh my gosh! Now, they are they were playing probably another surprise in the fact that Arsenal, yes, is so shockingly bad, true, and they're such a disaster, true. So, that was one thing, that's a whole nother story. But Kevin De Bruyne is He's, so good, my
0: god, he had a left footed shot, yeah, from long distance, and he had a right footed
1: shot from long distance, both of them. Goaltender had no chance. Exactly. That first one is was so dip diff- it was coming at him really fast. He side footed it into the roof of the net with his right foot, I believe. That was a heck of a shot.
0: I know. And then he had a third one that might have been the best one yet, yeah. and it hit the crossbar. Yeah. Goalkeeper made a great save. He, pushed it, it onto was. the
1: post. Yeah. And that was like, wow, that would have been a great hat trick. What that, was the uh, final score of that game? It was 3-0.
0: It was 3-0, but it was one of those, like Liverpool played Bournemouth last week, and they went 3-0, and it felt like 47-0. That's what this game felt like.
1: Exactly. They scored within 90 seconds. Kevin yeah. De Bruyne scored the first one. And then he set up the second one too. He set up that's with right. a great cross. I that's mean, right. that, and that's the other thing. He's such a wonderful crosser of the ball as well. He is when he's on form he's so good. But and again, I was listening to somebody about talking about him about is he as good as what he was a few years ago? He's had some injuries the last couple right. of years. I think two years ago he was really really good. Talking about play of the year, whatever it may be. But now you're starting to see him when he's on form. Man, he's as good as anybody in the country,
0: if if not the world, probably. Yes, I'd agree. He's the top five player in the world at this point. And the the funny thing about it is for Man City, he basically didn't play last year at all. I I know. And they still were that good. Yeah. So what is the reason
1: that they are 14 points back? I think you've got to give Liverpool a lot of credit. I yeah. mean, Liverpool have been, ext- you know, this is the key word. It seems like I say this every single broadcast, consistent. Yeah. Five wins in their last five games, 16 wins out of 17, 42 goals, 14 against. Yeah. It, it's just, it's amazing what they're doing. Yes. They they are the model of what a team should be doing to win a championship. So, It's theirs to lose right now. And they're
0: winning games early. They're winning games late. They're winning games flashy. They're winning games ugly. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just winning.
1: Yeah. And they have one draw. Right, right. Against Man United. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, even in their game this past weekend, how good they looked – on the attack, counter-attack, you, know, yeah. you know. And to be fair, Watford's the worst team in the league. Right. Who played, they had that kind of that manager bump. You know, they got a new manager right. in Pearson. And he kind of, I think he got them pumped up and they actually played okay. I thought they played pretty well, yeah. yeah. they played decent. But every time Watford went down, then when Liverpool were strike going at them, you're like, that's a goal. And that's what <laughs> happened. And Salah <laughs> scored a, another phenomenal goal. Another player who seems like he's now raising his level again.
0: Yeah, every time the ball gets past the last defender, you just go, goal. Yes, yeah. Uh, and Salah is, did you see the goal that he scored? He was almost to the end of the line, yeah. near the corner spot. Champions League, yeah. Kicked it with his right foot yeah, and scored. Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah. The he, angle on that is almost against
1: all physics yeah. that he could have accomplished that. And I think when we look at those two teams, when Sane's not playing well, then you've got Salah playing well. Right. So it's like they kind of almost alternate their, you know, we were talking about how great Sane was just a few weeks ago, and then he goes off the ball, but then Salah just raises his level. So right. that's why they're 14 points clear.
0: So let's talk about the surprise team in the top four, and that's Leicester City. Yeah. We don't give them enough, uh, enough uh, press. Mm-hmm. They are uh, a, a very solid team. They've got... You know, they're sitting here at 10 points behind Liverpool, mm-hmm. 39 points, very solid, 12 wins, three draws, only two losses all season. Yeah, yeah. And Jamie Vardy looks like Jamie Vardy back in
1: 15-16 uh, <laughs> when they won the championship yeah, that year. Yeah, he's doing really well. He's, he's Brendan Rodgers has got them playing extremely well. I think they've all bought into what he's done. And you can just tell how good of a manager he is just from the man, manage, man management standpoint because he's got those guys – really buying into his system. And, uh, again, scoring goals, you know, they got 40 goals. They you know. like actually conceded 11, less than, um, than Liverpool. Well,
0: that's the, I think that's the secret to their success, yeah. is they've got a lockdown defense
1: right yeah. now. Yeah, got a great goalkeeper in And Schmeichel. they lost Harry Maguire. <laughs> yes, probably arguably their best defender. Uh, so they've done really well. I mean... Their consistency has been the ability to score goals when they needed to. They've got James Madison, who's able to score off set pieces, free kicks, whatever it may be. He's been able to do different things. And they just are able to get some players involved in areas where they can really cause some trouble. Right. And when they unleash Vardy, you know, he's, he's a, a menace for anyone.
0: Yeah. You don't want him over your back shoulder. No.
1: He's such a pain. He's one of those guys yeah. that I remember when we were playing, when I was playing, he would be like one of those. If you're a defender and you're running backwards and he's breathing down your neck, you're terrified. Yeah, exactly. Because you're like, oh, <laughs> crap, he's going to steal it. And that, and that hap- and that's the type of player he is. He's yeah. so fast. Yes, he is. And he's, he's got those legs that you feel like if you kick him, they would hurt your foot. You know, <laughs> So that, that's, that's the difference in the player he is. Um, all right. So those are the big three teams,
0: Liverpool, Leicester City, Man City. We've yeah. talked about them. And uh, the, now that you're talking about the battle for fourth, Right. And really, that's what it is at this point. I yeah. think those three are uh, uh, a notch above the rest of the league. Don't yeah. you think so? I,
1: I think so at this point, yeah. And,
0: you know, who knows? It's a long season. We're about, you know, we're not quite halfway there yet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anything can happen in the second sure. half. Sure. Uh, but the teams in the next group, mm-hmm. um, and I think that you, To be fair, you should put five teams in that group. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Chelsea, Tottenham, Man United, Sheffield United, and the Wolves. Right. And any one of them, based on where we are right now, has a chance
1: of finishing in the Final Four. Right. A lot of inconsistency within this group here. You look at their last five games. I mean... You look at Chelsea; you're standing in fourth place right now. They, they had, I think there was like a nine-point difference for a few yeah. weeks ago between them and fifth place. It's now down to three. Right. Tottenham. I mean, they've lost four of their last five games, and they have not looked good. No, very, very, very rough. I think the, the players, the inconsistency, the youth. All of those things have been factors. You know, Frank's getting a little upset. He's also yeah. starting. I've even heard he's questioning the goalkeeper a little bit. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, so he's he's uh, there's rumors going around that he might be looking for a new goalkeeper. Wow. We'll see. And I don't think he's been the main problem, to be fair. But there but might he be some other fields.
0: He's had a couple of. Moments, yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, you know, and you can say the same thing probably about Man United's goalkeeper as well, in De Gea, who had yeah. a bit of a rough go this weekend as well, kind of flapping at the one cross that, that led to the, the Everton goal. But you know, I think out of the teams that are playing, you know, well within that group, you know, you've got Tottenham, they've got four of the last five games, they've got the Jose effect, you know, they right. he's the man that comes in.
0: Would that kill you if, if Tottenham came across and, and and knocked Chelsea out with, with Jose at the helm? I'd be upset. There's
1: no question. I mean, Chelsea have done that quite a few times to Tottenham. In fact, when Chelsea won the Champions League, when they beat Bayern Munich in the final, they didn't finish in the top four. And so Tottenham did, but Chelsea got the spot because Tottenham... um, you know, because Chelsea won. They they were the defending champs, so they got in and Tottenham got kicked out. Oh. So Tottenham fans are a little upset about that one. Wow. Yeah, so there's, so a, there's a history there. There's a little bit of a history. So, yeah. it, I mean, I'm sure Tottenham are thinking, man, if we get one over on Chelsea, it'd be great. But <laughs> I hope not. And especially Jose in the frame, too. That makes it even worse. I, You know, this is
0: just me thinking out loud here, but it seems to me like this uh, this Chelsea team has got legs. Uh, You know, they've got players there. Mm -hmm. They just need to relax a little bit. It looks like they're trying to... each of them trying to win the game themselves. They're not playing together as a team. Well, they they haven't been very creative in the attack. They mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they just you know the game we saw was a pathetic yeah. display, and and the, this last week was <laughs> even worse. I mean, I I literally fell asleep during the first half
1: of that game. <laughs> well, and even even Lampard at the end in his interview after the game was saying the same thing. The fans are not wanting to watch our centre back pass the ball to the other centre back. You know? Right. It's not fun. No. It's not fun. It's nice to play out of the back, and we do a lot of that. We talk about that in our coaching education courses, you know, the need to move the ball forward. But they weren't moving the ball forward. Right. There's a reason. And then when they did, Rudiger was just hitting it long. Yeah. You know, so that's why we have Jorginho in there. He wants the ball at his feet so he can create things. Um, So, yeah, it it may take a little while. I won't be surprised in January they go into the transfer market and, and look for some players. As, and, and I'm sure Tottenham will be in the same boat with yeah. Jose. Right. Because he's, he. there's a reason he got that position. It's not because, oh, I'm going to use all the current players. It's yeah. because he was probably said, yep, we'll give you some money in January. So That's
0: right. He must have been promised something, don't you think? I, I
1: totally agree. I think he's going to get some money. He's going to buy some players. Whereas, you know, Sheffield United and Wolves, they're not in that same league of spending money. No. no. Manchester United, potentially, yes. You know, they may buy, they might buy a few players here and there, but we'll see. Well, Man United
0: uh, still, Pogba has not played all season. Right. Is he going to play all season? I mean, he hasn't been declared out as far as I know.
1: Well, he's still got the ankle injury. Right. So um, we haven't, I to be fair, it's funny. I haven't heard much in the way of updates recently yeah. as to where he stands. Um, the last we heard was he was in Dubai. I think he's back from Dubai uh, he was watching a basketball game not too long ago. So right. he, he's, so he's all, walking around fine. He's walking around fine. So he's getting close to maybe some type of a fitness. So we'll find out this week over our Christmas fixture list where there's a lot of games he might be utilized during that time. But but don't look now. Man Man United is only four points behind Chelsea. Right. And they've done well these last few games. You know, they've, they're have they unbeaten in their last five. You yeah. know, two wins, three draws. But... They've they've done they've been pretty consistent and they've had some good results. Obviously, beaten Man City. Maybe the result against Everton this past weekend was not so good, uh, but you know they're playing better, and I think people are buying into Ollie again. They're liking what he's doing. Right.
0: He is at least an upbeat, positive guy. Yes. And that's a pretty rare thing these <laughs> days. <laughs> so it's a nice it's nice to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're looking at uh, of those eight. Um, your thoughts who's going to who's going to be the team that finishes in fourth if you had to predict it
1: now well my heart says Chelsea obviously it's always going to be there but you know it's going to be difficult to uh, you know I think Tottenham with the fact that Jose is there he just finds ways to win games he's got that so I think it's between Chelsea and Tottenham and Manchester United I don't think Sheffield United and Wolves are really going to challenge too too much they're going to have some good results but they'll also lose someone so i think any one of those three my heart says chelsea but probably jose might nick it yeah that's i kind of thinking the same thing okay we're gonna to have to take a quick break free kicks we'll be right back
0: Lasano and friends i do this podcast really yeah you should listen to it uh, what's it called <laughs> well Lasano and friends
1: Lasano and Friends or Lasano and Friends?
0: No, it's Lasano. It's totally different. Oh, yeah. sh- oh yeah. crap.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. It'd be nice <laughs> if Tony were actually here today for this uh, promo we're doing.
0: No, I think a promo stands on its own better when the star of the show is not in it whatsoever. Wow. Are we friends with each other or just Tony? I'm friends on Facebook. Yeah, hey, we're hey, friends hey, on hey, Facebook. Quite, yeah. quite, quite well, yeah. Lasano and Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. So is this really a promo? How long are we going?
1: (laughs) Radiomisfits.com And friends starring me, Tommy. And me, Kimmy. And me, Sam.
0: Come meet your new best friends! (laughs) Hey, if you want to listen to our show, this is what it sounds like exactly. It's all about those conversations you can only have with your true friends. So come meet your new friends, Tommy. Kimmy. Sam. Right here with Anne Friends. Me want you as friends. Radiomisfits.com. I'm Howard Sudbury. From Back to You, join me on the Island of Radio Misfits holiday special coming this holiday season to opishows.com. And we're back. All right, let's talk at the bottom of the table as we mm-hmm. sit here at the near midway point yeah. of the season. We have a Watford team that is looking like it, it's going to take quite a bit for them to get their way out of this. It's starting to look like they may actually go down.
1: Yeah, I mean, the positives for them, though new manager. Yeah. You know, third uh, manager. Third, third manager this year. Nigel Pearson's in. Uh, historically he's done it before. He had it. he had Leicester before who were bottom of the table at one point on Boxing Day. That's kind of the key thing. And I think he was also an assistant manager with West Brom as well. And they were and they ended up staying up. So that's kind of the big thing they talk about. If you're at the bottom on Boxing Day, uh-huh. you go down. Okay. So he's the only manager to have done it and kept him up. So there's a possibility that they might do the same thing. And then you know, with Norwich and Southampton, you know, they're getting closer to some of those other teams. You know, you can you can pull it always – you can almost pull it down up to Arsenal, really, when you look at 10th place. There's there's not that much difference between those teams. No,
0: and points-wise, you're absolutely right. Uh, Norwich looks like they're in trouble too, I think. Um, they haven't shown that much. No. Southampton, um, they're in the bottom right now, but they're tied with Essen Villa uh, – it's a goal differential
1: thing at this point. Yeah. That 9 to nothing loss, yeah. that's going to haunt them the whole season. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that really could hurt them. I mean, they've got uh, a negative 18 uh, against. And when you think about it, you know, that's not too far away from Norwich and Watford, but nine of them were in one game. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so you take that one game out and they're, they're right there. Exactly. So that might hurt them down the road. I think they've got enough that they'll probably stay up. Yeah. I've got a bad feeling about an Aston Villa team, um, and Brighton may just get drawn into that just because of their inexperience as yeah. well. Um, Norwich, for me, I think are, are going to probably go down just because they're so inconsistent. Right. They had a good result on the weekend, you know, drawing against Leicester, right. which nobody saw that. Um, which is why you never bet on the Premier League. <laughs> you never bet. I heard the same things. People were like, "I bet you everybody was putting all their fantasy." P- players into Liverpool and Leicester this past week because they were playing the bottom two teams. Yeah, And look what happened. You know, Liverpool ended up winning, but Leicester, you know, actually was probably lucky to get a, a draw in that match. We were
0: at a bar last night, actually, a, a din- you know, we are having dinner at a bar and grill. Yeah. And it was a football game. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, it's, I forget who. Yeah. Um, and Atlanta Falcons scored 12 points in the last 11 seconds of the game. And it was the difference of winning or losing a bet in Vegas oh yeah sure and and uh, I was just thinking to myself how do people that are gamblers live I mean how do they how do they put up with that yeah. they have to be blowing their brains out absolutely the stress would be way too much but anyways back to this <laughs> uh, the uh the bottom of the table I was looking at some of these teams like our 13th you got Brighton 14th Bournemouth 15th West Ham then 16th is Everton I think Everton it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. They, they've got too much talent, too much going on there. Aston, it's, Aston Villa is in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they've been playing pretty well. Sure. I mean, they're losing Yeah, a lot these of close games, games. A lot of close games, yeah. But it feels like they're just a, an inch away from...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They just have to finish 17th, Yeah, right? You know what I mean? And <laughs> right. stay up for a year. Yeah.
1: I think what you're going to see is you're going to see one of these teams, like a Brighton... Maybe you hate to say a Burnley or Newcastle, they may just get drawn down into right. this kind of area. Um, if Arsenal doesn't figure things out, this they, that could be yeah. they, this could be the biggest shock of the century because they are a disaster. It is; they're
0: one of the worst teams I've ever seen yes. this year. Yeah, I mean, I think any of these teams at the bottom can
1: beat Arsenal right now. But I totally agree. Totally agree. And that result, that performance this past, you know, it was. Yeah. If I'm an Arsenal fan, I'd be pretty pretty upset about it. And that I mean, was at home. Yeah, three nothing. Uh, I I saw some. I read something about one. of There was a fan there at the game. He didn't watch any of the game. He said he was sitting next to another fan, and the fan was talking about you know this is what's happening in the crowd. One he said he played he played on his Pokemon. He played Pokemon the whole first half. Wow. And then he left at halftime wow that's how bad i mean he paid that he paid money for that ticket and those tickets aren't cheap no you know, probably they 80, are not. 80 90 bucks and he, that's how bad it is when people aren't even watching you it's not a good sign and at the end of the game you saw that everybody had left oh yeah there were, there were tons of empty seats <laughs> <laughs> you know i've known
0: since i went to the game uh the chelsea game yeah. we're going to talk we're going to do our uh, second episode from across yeah. the pond in in just a bit here um but I I notice things now that I didn't notice before. Yeah, and that is like right after the second half begins, it's almost uh, you know <laughs> half empty seats. Yeah, yeah, because they're still down in the concourse having their beer. That's because right. Because you're not allowed to bring the beer yeah. back up to the seats. That's right. We got we got stuck in that for sure. <laughs> That's right. But in the uh, Arsenal case. It was, you know, the 70th minute, <laughs> you know, the 75th minute. Yes.
1: Those the people, they were gone. Right. Well, I think what ends up happening is people just don't come back up from a halftime. They just stay there and drink through halftime. Yeah. Get two or three beers in and just say, let's just drown yeah. our sorrows because yeah. I'm not going to watch this game. <laughs> right. We've got Guinness here. Let's go. <laughs>
0: exactly. All right. Let's talk about the Champions League because they're, they're, they're down to 16 yeah. teams and they did the draw this week. And there's some really good matchups here for this first
1: round. I tell you, really good, really good. It's it, to be fair, and you know, and I think we talked about this. It's been a tough draw for the English teams. It didn't. has. Been. I mean, it's not going to be easy for these guys. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, it's like they're trying to
0: make it as hard as possible because they didn't like having the two <laughs> English teams in the final <laughs> last year. I know exactly. First for. Liverpool, uh, the defending champions, they face Atletico. That is no, that is no uh, yeah. easy task, right? Uh, so you know that's one. Yeah, uh, you've got uh, uh, Chelsea has got Bayern Munich. Nice, easy one. Unbelievable. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a hard one. Even though Bayern has not been playing great this year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like. But still, that's still the, the powerhouse of German soccer. No
1: question. No question.
0: And then Man City, who is in this. Really, at this point, you, they're thinking Champions League all the way, yes. right? Because they yeah. know that the Premier League is probably out of their out of their grasp. They draw <laughs> unbelievably Real Madrid, right? Right. That is got to be the toughest draw in the round of sixteen yeah. ever. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a tough one. It's also tougher for Madrid, by the way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, realistically, you could have four of maybe four of the top six teams. You know, are playing against each other in this round of 16 you yeah know? and you know yeah. and you've got two the two Madrid t- two Madrid teams in right. Atletico against two English teams right. which is amazing yeah you know they'll be crossing over each other and by on the planes right um, yeah and then you've got Chelsea like you said they're playing by Munich you know fortunately, we've had a good history in Bayern Munich, you know, after yeah, the, let's not the, bring that up. <laughs> the lone time, we want it. It worked out well. That's true. But yeah, there's, I mean, and then you look at some of the other result, the other, other schedules, you know, you've got Barcelona, Napoli, I mean I think it shouldn't be too, too difficult. Napoli's yeah. okay. Don't get me wrong. Good side. Right. Um, and then Tottenham, they got probably the easiest of the London. Without just, question. Leipzig, <laughs> they had
0: Leipzig. Yeah. And I think Tottenham can easily handle them. Uh, uh, PSG got Dortmund. You know, Dortmund is a good German yeah. side, but let's face it, PSG is going to beat them pretty easily too. Right. Um, so, you know, you, it, it's going to get down to the point where it's the it's the big hitters right. at the end. And
1: I think the frustrating part for me is when I look at this, you look at all these good matchups, and you, you expect good matches. Atalanta versus Valencia. Right. Come on. Okay. If, if there's anybody out there who's going to watch that game, email us <laughs> let us know because i don't know anybody who if you're will, not from one of those two cities <laughs> nobody will watch that game if that's the main game i'm gonna lose it yes. because i'm like there's nobody watching that game at all right nobody has any interest all the others i could see yeah but they've got to be ecstatic with that valencia they got to be ecstatic with that draw yeah that's
0: that's a <laughs> gimme That's a gimme. So crazy. All right. So it's time for uh, the game that we like to play, that I like to play, but Adam hates to play. (laughs) It's called the Guess the Premier League Star. Time now to guess the Premier League Star. Uh, This time I'm going to pick a veteran for you. So this should be pretty easy. Okay. Uh, Play along at home. The idea is to try to guess who this Premier League Star is before Adam gets it. All right. And you can pat yourself on the back, uh, pour yourself a little shot or something. (laughs) However you like to celebrate your beating Adam in this game. All right. All right. This Premier League star is 32 years old. Okay. He's a striker or forward. Okay. Um, In 2010, he was playing in the fifth tier of English football.
1: I think I might have it. I think I might have it. Okay. Who is it? Is it? Jamie Vardy. It is oh, Jamie wow. Vardy. Played for Fleetwood Town in the that, fifth
0: division. That's exactly right. Yes. Uh, that was, you know, less than ten years ago. Or, yeah. or ten years ago. Yeah. So also these are the other clues were going to be. Mm-hmm. October Premier League player of the month. He has scored in his last eight fixtures, Impressive. which is very good. Leads the league in scoring. Yeah. And his wife had a big public spat with Wayne Rooney's wife. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, we've heard about that. That story is just a cool story, isn't it? <laughs> Apparently, and in case you haven't heard this story, i just do our little gossip section here. <laughs> uh, that The the story was that um, Wayne Rooney's wife was leaking. No, I, I mean, sorry, it was the other way around. Yeah, it was Barty. Jamie Vardy's wife was leaking stories to the English press about the private life of wayne rooney mm-hmm. and the wife of wayne rooney figured out who it was and started feeding her obviously incorrect stories so that she could find out for sure if it was her that's brilliant and, and it worked <laughs> and she found out that's great so yeah. anyway so jamie vardy is the most famous wife in the premier league right yeah. now i think yeah. that's fair to say yeah. all right let's go across the pond
1: And now, a Free Kicks report from across the pond.
0: Uh, A few weeks ago, we've already mentioned it a few times, we were at uh, Chelsea, and last week we talked about the game itself. Yeah, yeah. But we really weren't there for the game. Yeah, We were there for other stuff, and Adam, why don't you tell us... Actually, before you start, let me set the stage a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, We arrived at a place called Ripley. Mm -hmm. Ripley is the town. We were staying in a... uh, an inn called the Talbot Inn, which was built in 1453. It was a staging post in the 1700s for the Royal Mail. Lord Nelson was a frequent guest while traveling between London and Portsmouth. Mm -hmm. Uh, That old inn is uh, very close to the training grounds of Chelsea. That's right. um, Which is where we spent the better part of three days.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, so... Yeah, and so, you know, literally when we got off the, the plane, it was early in the morning, so then we kind of rolled in, we was all a little sleepy, yeah. and uh, we got into the Talbot Inn, and then you guys got there a little bit before, uh, America and myself, so you was able to have your first English breakfast. Which, uh, you know, the breakfast all week was fantastic. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe that quick chat about the breakfast. Yeah. I mean, what did you have? I mean, I oh. mean, I mean, you had to have the full English breakfast. What was your highlight? So the, the English breakfast
0: consists of... You know, eggs. Uh, and then, like, you know, 40 different varieties of meat, <laughs> which I imbibed every one of sure. them. You know, I had your, your sausages, you have your bacon, you mm-hmm. have your, w- we call Canadian bacon yeah, here. Yeah. Your bacon. Back bacon, yeah. Yeah, which is great. Oh, it's good. Uh, you know, can't get enough of that. Plus, there were, you know, uh, sauteed mushrooms mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tomatoes. <laughs> and, you know, it was just, yeah. That salami, a, yeah. pl- a platter of cold cuts. If you'd like some yogurt, you've got yogurt. You've
1: got your continental breakfast. It was all there every day. Yeah, I tell you, the breakfast was really good. It really was. So I'm uh, getting t- excited yeah, just start. I about know, top notch. I want to go yeah. back. So, but yeah, so we had the breakfast. So we got in, and then and then we actually then sat down with Chris and Ian. Uh, so they were the ones, and I think Andy was there as well. Yeah. So then they kind of went through kind of These our These are the schedule. guys from Chelsea. Yeah, so those were the guys that we've been working with closely. And they kind of just really kind of gave us the intro, went through the schedule, gave us our little packets, and then everybody opened up their packages, and then it was... <sighs> We all got free Chelsea gear. Yes, little right? Chelsea jacket. Yes. And so everybody was ecstatic about that. So I think yeah, they they That's were already really been fun. stolen
0: by my son, <laughs> by the
1: way. Okay, there you yeah. go. So so everybody was happy about their jackets and everybody was all ready to go. And then before you know it, you know, after we checked in everybody was kinda of getting squared away then we head to the training ground in Cobham. So the training ground is actually located in Cobham, which is about, well, yeah, five, 10-minute drive. uh, Just down the road, they had a little minivan for us and then a couple of us in the car. And there's a sign
0: right outside the the Chelsea training uh, facility that says, players will not stop and autograph You know, basically, go away, they're not allowed to
1: autograph anything, don't stay here. Yes, exactly. Although, that's what he had said, we still saw some people standing out there waiting (laughs) for it. But, but then, just to kind of set the scene, what was great is when we get in, it's literally you get to a gate, and then we met the the gatekeeper. Yeah, I wish I could remember his name, I think it was Andy, something like that. I think it was Andy, Yeah. yeah. And he had the best smile, yes. You could possibly, imagine. Mr. Friendly Pants, unbelievable. Hello, fellas, how you doing? All right. <laughs> and it was just that really set the stage. It was for a nice we, welcome. It really was because it set the stage, and you know, he said to Chris and Andy, "Oh, great, great to see you. Yep, yeah, really happy to have you visitors." Open up the gate, giving us the thumbs up, and every time we left, every time we went in. It was the same thing. Yes. It was brilliant. And I'll yes. tell you a story about him later on in the week, but okay. it was good. Um, so then we pulled in, and then the first thing we did, we saw the indoor facility. So yeah. then we kind of looked straight at, and then we got a really nice picture outside. We've got the nice big Chelsea emblem there, so you may have even seen that on our website. And few we'll, we'll post it. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll post that. And then we walk in, in the indoor facility, and then, you know, kind of take a little look around, and then we kind of just really toured the grounds. Right. And because we were tired yes yes. (laughs) we we
0: had just flown from chicago an overnight flight
1: yeah exactly and so when we were touring the grounds i think the things that stood out for me was the cleanliness of the grounds the walkways around you really didn't have to step on any grass to get to fields to fields and then the the nature of the setup i mean there was only one turf field and everything else was grass but they were so manicured. They were pristine. It was amazing. It was like a golf course. It really it was. It was that beautiful.
0: And there there must have been 40 fields. I don't know how many are pitches. I think was,
1: they like, have a total of 27. 27, Yeah, okay. which is amazing. And then they have all the other smaller little fields, so you're probably close to 40 with everything else, 27 full fields. But um, imagine
0: we're walking into this as we're getting the tour of the grounds, and this is uh, towards later towards the night. Uh, the afternoon, mm-hmm. and in England, it gets dark at like two thirty in the afternoon <laughs> because it's so far north. Yeah, um, and so imagine you're looking at these grounds at sunset. Yeah, as the sun is coming down, and you're looking over these finely manicured fields with the Chelsea logo. It was, it was pretty awe inspiring, yeah. wasn't it?
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and that that was the. It was awesome, you were like a little it? kid. Oh I was yeah, watching sure. You. It's great to be around it, yeah. um, and it's and it's changed a lot, a lot. You know, I went there probably probably about 12 years ago or so. So a lot of things had changed from when I first went there. But what was neat about how the setup, when we're talking, you know, we kind of saw most of the academy pitches and the different areas that they had in the in the indoor facility. But then there was the road. You know, right. that was the road. And they talked very strongly about that because across the road was the first team. Right. And so that's where... And never the Twain show <laughs> <laughs> And that's where the inspiration is. You know, yeah. that's the... Where the youth, the academy, all of those kids, that's what they aspire. They aspire to get across the road. Right. Which really leads into our first presentation, which is when we met with the youth, the under eight coaches. Yes, which, the under eight coaches. <laughs> and they just basically talked about their philosophy and talked about the methodology of how they try to look for players and find players and then after they discussed that we was able to watch some of those players
0: so but the thing that that was and I don't think I'm revealing any secrets here because yeah. every club is like this yeah. their target age that they're looking for
1: in players is six years old Yeah. Once they're eight or nine, it's like, eh, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're looking at the younger players. They've got scouts trying to find those players. And we
0: were very skeptical. I mean, the I was skeptical. I don't know if you were skeptical. And, and they said, you know, well, how about if we show you these guys, the yeah. six and seven-year-olds yeah, play? Yeah,
1: exactly. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I get <laughs> yeah. it now. Uh, yeah, e- exactly. How about that? Yeah, and the players were good. There's no question. I mean, yeah. good. These kids were doing spin <laughs> moves. They were six years old. Yeah. The unbelievable quality. Yeah, yeah, the level was great. I mean, and they, and that's exactly what they do, and they're, they're finding the best players. And remember, this is the academy setup. Yeah. This is what it is. They're, they're coming into a system, and some of these kids, even though as young as they are, they're looking to be professional soccer players down right. the road. So that's what they want to do. And so we kind of watched that. And then after the, we saw the training, we was able to go across and then watch an under-15 game, which was great. So they had a floodlit game. They called it the Floodlight Cup, or right. the Floodlit Cup, should I say. And uh, it was Chelsea versus Brighton, under-15s. And yeah. really a good quality game, to be fair. And they, the academies are – the
0: the Premier League clubs have the academies. Yes, so they're you, playing against each – You know, they're, the next week game, they're playing against Arsenal or whatever. That's – those are the teams. They're not playing against Joe
1: Schmo in, yes. the, in the countryside. Yeah, exactly. And so at this age level, this is when they start getting serious. They start worrying about results a little bit. Certainly at the younger age levels, which is so different to what we deal with here, is results are not a big factor. You know, they're just looking in fact, at players. they don't even keep score. They don't. They, they don't care. They don't. They don't. And they just. And work. they mean it. You yes. know,
0: like we say that here, but we don't mean it. We're keeping track in our heads what the score <laughs> is. We, we want to know. They literally have these plans for every kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I, I guess we'll talk about that more in the next week. Yeah, so, exactly.
1: Uh, so, so it, and, and the setup is great because they're just looking at trying to identify players. You know, similar to what we do within our ODP program where right. we're trying to identify players to put them at the next level. It's the same type of thing, but it's, it's a journey. They're trying to make sure that they put the kids on the right spot to get them to the journey. So, you know, great to finish with the game. And then was able to get back to the hotel and and kind of relax and and, and talk about and reflect. And that was probably some of the best nights were just kind of us sitting around chatting about kind of what we saw. Yeah. That, that was kind of the neat thing. So what a great first day. And, you know, I
0: think uh, there were 11 of us. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we made friends you probably knew all these guys already, yeah, but yeah. you know, I feel like I made friends. Uh, yeah, no question. If I if I see these guys anywhere else, you know, they're they're all good guys. Yes,
1: yeah, uh, except for one or two.
0: I'm yeah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're except, talking for, the about me. except yeah. for the campus. Except for the campus. My brother and I. Yes. All right. Well, so that's that's episode two right. of Across the Pond. We yeah. have much more. And I think you'll find it interesting. If you're a fan of uh, the Premier League, Mm -hmm. you'll find it interesting what goes into making this league better than the rest. Yeah, sure. And we'll have more of that next week. Right now, it's time for this.
1: And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news. news. With Coach Adam. Adam. Coach Adam. Okay, Adam. Well, we're kind of. Why are we doing this on Monday night? <laughs> well, I'm I'm lucky enough to be uh, on a plane tomorrow, so I'm going to be heading down with uh, our Olympic Development Program. So I'm being very fortunate, given the the honor to coach the 2006 Midwest Boys Soccer Team. Uh, so I'll be coaching them this week. We've got three games this week. We're playing against our other regions uh, down in. Uh, uh, the the horrible place of uh, Bradenton, Florida. Oh, uh, you poor man. So I'm flying into Tampa, and then we've got to he- head over to, to Bradenton. This is the IMG Academy, one of the fantastic facilities that we're able to utilize. So we've got three games. We're watching players, identifying players, and then trying to see if those players are ready to move on to the, the next level, which is being identified for some national teams and some different groups.
0: It's funny how you like to identify the players. In Florida, say, (laughs) instead of, say, Minneapolis. Right, right.
1: Well, we're playing outside. We have to play outside. So (laughs) it's nice enough to be able to do that. So we're going to be down there, which will be good. And and we've got some Illinois players there, which is great. So we're going to – I'll probably see probably – over a dozen of our Illinois players representing the Midwest region on all the, and this is just the the boys. O six 06 team, which means they're how old? uh, So they're youth 13s, 13s, 13U. Yeah. So they're basically seventh, eighth grade, but uh, this is just the boys. The girls uh, just finished last week. They were in Boca, Boca Raton, you know, again, another terrible place, but, but they were finishing up and we had a lot of success. I think actually, uh, the top two states in terms of players that are being identified for national team selection was Illinois and uh, Ohio North. Wow! So fantastic. that was really good for the girls. So we're hoping that we can keep pushing it with the boys. So, uh, but yeah, so we're excited to for that. And then uh, been doing busy with our four v four courses. We're really pushing that. So I know clubs around if they have an interest. You know, we want to host those, and that's a free course. We'll come in and do a free course for you and that 's a third of the step uh, in your uh, you know in your grassroots pathway uh, in terms of if you 're starting out as a coach so okay. if you 're a club we want to get you involved and uh, if they want to, if they 're interested they should just contact you just contact there. me DOC at illinois dot o r g just go to the website and find me yep okay sounds good it 's time for this now time for adam's weekend soccer TV Tip.
0: okay now after you return from uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically Premier League games every day for the rest yeah. of the year. And so we're not going to have another show here until I think either new year's Eve or the day before. Um, right. But, uh, we're, there are so many games coming up in the next week or so. If yeah. you
1: want to give a couple of, uh, yeah. shout outs here. So just to give people an idea. So we've got a full slate this weekend. So Saturday, Sunday, and then we get into boxing day, which is the day after Christmas, uh, the Thursday, the twenty sixth, and then Friday, the twenty seventh, as well, and then then that's a Saturday, and then they play again. Right. So literally, <laughs> it's crazy. So some of and these and Sunday t- too, and Sunday. So so for example, like a Chelsea will play on Thursday, and then they'll play again on the Sunday. So yeah. not much rest for them between games. So it's going to be uh, going to be interesting. But just to highlight this weekend, probably my TV tip is going to be probably Tottenham and Chelsea. You know, it's going to be at uh, Tottenham's new stadium. So Jose's at home, wow. going against his old club. Slugging uh, it out for number four in the league. Exactly. So that's going to be a big Cause one. Because if they win that game, they are tied for fourth. That's right. That's right. There might be some goal differential yeah. there too. But, yeah, that's going to be a good one. Um, the other one that day too uh, is Man City Leicester, which will be a good one too. So, yes. so that's another good one. That's on Saturday the 21st. Uh, so that'll be, you know, they're challenging for, for second almost. Right. Um, and then when you get into Boxing Day, um, there's going to be some good ones, but probably the cream of the crop is going to be first and second. At that point, it's going to be Leicester versus Liverpool. So yes. that'll be a good one. Brendan Rogers going, uh, hosting his whole team. Another coaching uh, thing there. Yeah, exactly. So there's all kinds of storylines and and different things going on. And then at the end there on the 29th of December, you've got Arsenal versus Chelsea. Who knows what's going to happen at Arsenal at that point. Maybe they'll have a new manager. Mikel Arteta is being talked of, the the Man City assistant. Uh, But they need to figure things out because realistically by that time, we could Arsenal might be chopping down. If they don't win a few games, get things sorted out, they might be in that bottom three, which yeah. would be interesting.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Have that's they crazy. ever been in the bottom three? Have, have they ever been relegated, Arsenal?
1: Um, that's a very good question. I don't think they have. No, certainly not in the so. Premier League. You know, you, you'll have to go back into the old Division One days and yeah. Division Two days. It probably happened at some point. Yeah, they probably did, but, uh, you know, that's the beauty of pro, you know, promotion relegation. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, so the next show is going to tape
0: uh, the week of New Year's. Uh, look for that. Uh, for this show, we'd like to give special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opie is hippo, backwards, O-P-P-I-H, shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Sillo, the Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again before the end of the year. Yes. With another episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions.
1: Tony, can you shut up?
0: Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, Ford gives new meaning to the title of Pony Express. Plus, we recall some long-gone car features that we really miss. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on The Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, and OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
1: Direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, stay tuned, Rock on TV. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications, from Bandstand to Gaga, let's rock on TV. For info and tickets... Visit
0: museum.tv. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave.
1: Penguin prostitutes.
0: <laughs> Never give someone a Fitbit for Christmas. Rick's brush with Fergie Jenkins. And a celebrity in-studio interview with Jim Peterick. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. <laughs> the Tony Lasano Podcast, and OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com. I'm Steve Baskerville from back to you. Join me on the Island of Radio Misfits Holiday Special. Coming this holiday season to opieshows.com.